Dr. Gregory Jans is a best-selling author of over 45 books and the founder of the Center A Place of Hope, voted a top 10 center for depression treatment in the U.S. As the pioneer of whole person care, Dr. Jans is known as the messenger of hope. Now the nation's expert on anxiety, depression, substance abuse, relationships, trauma, and PTSD, here is Dr. Gregory Jantz. Hi, it's Dr. Greg Jantz. As a counselor here the last 38 years and founder of the Center, A Place of Hope, if there's one issue that has come before us day after day after day, it's depression. That's why I wrote the book, Healing Depression for Life. After seeing so many stubborn cases of all kinds of depression, I came to the realization that we've got to have a standard plan to deal with the struggle of depression, and then we personalize it because there's so many pieces to depression. How do you know if you're depressed? And by the way, I firmly believe in the whole person approach. What's that look like? The whole person approach is an approach that covers this, the spiritual, the physical, the nutritional, the, our medical issues, um, our relationships, our past. It covers all the bases, perhaps to look at what is the missing piece to the puzzle to those who have struggled with depression for so long, who you've tried everything. It's been the medical piece, it's been the medicine, it's been the medication, and you've tried many different ones and different combinations, and you're at that place right now where you feel like, this is just the way it's gonna be. Depression can lead us to despair, and despair takes us down a road of hopelessness and helplessness. Here's some of the, and it's directly from the book, um, Healing Depression for Life, but I look at the indicators. How do we know? And how do we know how serious this might be? You know, there's yellow indicators. Those are the warning signs that flash. It's a loss of enjoyment and those things that you normally, hey, normally I'd like to get up and go and do something, but the things you usually like doing, it's like, I don't have the energy for it. I, I can't even think about doing it. Which brings us to the next one, which is fatigue and a lack of motivation. A simple lack of motivation will affect your whole day. It's like, I'm not motivated to get ready. I'm not motivated to put on any nice clothes. I'm not motivated to go to work, to go to school. You'll notice a drop in the motivation. And that drop in the motivation will cause you to be at a place of, of great um, frustration with yourself. You'll find other people are frustrated with you because you just can't seem to get going. Um, I put down here a sense of being either wound up or weighed down. It's like I have some, something going on inside. I can't seem to shake it off. And by the way, depression comes in various different forms. And we've heard of a low-grade depression that is just kind of always there. It's like a cold you wake up you always have it and you've tried to shake it off it doesn't go away the old word for that is a funny word dysthymia and that's a, a simple form of depression you've heard the term clinical depression and clinical depression is that depression that really has been disabling for a, a period of time it doesn't go away it's a little more severe it is interfering with your daily functioning then we've heard terms like bipolar 
extreme highs of hyperactivity and a euphoria that everything is great. And then we've come down and maybe it's in a day or two and you feel like you don't need any sleep, by the way, and it's all this energy. Then you come down and you crash in a very deep crash. And it seems like it takes you days to even, even get going again. The term bipolar or manic depressive are two terms that have been used interchangeable is a more common form of depression than what we first thought and a lot of reasons for it. That's why as we look at the symptoms here and the signs of depression, we have to look at a whole person approach and cover. It's a big puzzle, lots of pieces, and the pieces are probably different for everybody. The person that has that vitamin D deficiency, which can create a physiological depression, is different than the person who perhaps has been a victim of, of abuse. And they've had significant trauma in their life and they've just never have been able to recover from that depression. That's an important one. Okay, so more of the symptoms. And uh, this can kind of be long and laborious, but I'm going to highlight only the ones that um, really stand out as, as easy to recognize. And one of them is a constant fear or a vague worry about something that could be happening. It's a sense of pending doom. That sense of, ah, I just know something bad's going to happen. You may notice with depression or a loved one you live with, I have here a pattern of impulsive thinking, just impulsive thinking. Um, and you feel like acting out and doing certain things. In fact, you're really not sure what it is you're going to probably do, but you find yourself reacting and being impulsive. You may um, uh, find yourself in a place of turning down some of the noise here <laughs> you may find yourself in a place of oh i if, if you have a faith or feel like god has deserted me god has taken me down a path and there's no recovery i deserve this so feeling unlovable um that that's a big one by the way we also know that just a sense of wanting to socially isolate from others huge factor in depression and that social isolation um, leads you potentially into some secret addictive behavior. I, I isolate, I don't want to be with people, then I start drinking, or I use cannabis, uh, or I escape in the digital world. Um, but we, when we isolate with depression, we tend to engage, engage in behaviors that are um, self-destructive that we, we move to mood modulate we want to feel differently but we move over to behaviors that really uh, end up being quite self-destructive okay here's one the belief that your best days are behind you it's like this is it I, I, I missed all my chances in life that's depression you may notice some physical symptoms like gastrointestinal problems uh, headaches um, feeling very unattractive. Uh, some will say I feel old or discarded. There's really nothing for me anymore in life. And so that's where that depression can lead to despair. And despair is crossing that line of irrational thinking. All right, more serious indicators, the red indicators. You may notice a big change in your appetite. I want to eat all the time or I have no appetite. And this has gone on, well, 
generally look we look for at least a couple weeks that that's going on and you may notice um, really significant weight loss or weight gain and you may also this is again some of the red signals that are flashing um, sleep disturbances may be growing in every night you toss and turn or you wake up in the night and your heart's like racing it's a cold sweat you're gasping for air that's a red indicator um, sleep cycles I used to work in sleep research sleep cycles uh, are affected by depression and it's one of the reasons why you feel like man I just never can feel rested I wake up in the morning I feel like I really can't function so that's uh, always look for interference in sleep of some sort okay um, how about agitation or irritability this is one that's so important to look at because you'll notice your moods will change things that didn't used to bug you much really bug you now all right uh, fatigue lethargy loss of energy for an extended period of time again when i say extended usually the two weeks as we look towards some of these symptoms and the list is much longer and i'm only highlighting a few um, you may find as well just i can't concentrate i can't focus um, and just wanting not to be around anymore uh, it starts to enter a when it gets deep a, a time of that despair and that despondency where you feel like you know what i wish i was not even around and this is where those irrational thoughts of suicide and and we start thinking about well what if i wasn't around and man it sure be easier depression when it crosses a certain line really starts to lie to you it's not telling you the truth it distorts reality so keep that in mind depression will always distort reality it's and here's what i know about people suffering from depression if you could change it you would and then there's the belief oftentimes it goes well nothing's going to change this it would have changed if it would have no i'm not going to try anything else this is the way it is and you really really find yourself at a place of of great um, frustration that will lead you to a place of at times um, a dwelling on suicidal thinking and that suicidal thinking uh, gets really deeper and deeper into irrational thinking and this is where we do at times extreme behaviors I want to mention that because depression is serious um, it tends to be progressive a person may just have a long-standing depression but unless we're doing something and more than just one something you'll notice that depression over time tends to get worse it tends to move along that continuum where you you go wow this is this is scaring me this is bad and then you maybe if next month it's like not quite as bad but then you go down for another deeper ride into that depression it's fairly predictable and this is why we want to intervene really with depression and I understand it's like you want to intervene early but you feel like you've already tried a lot of different things and I do understand that in fact people come into the center a lot of times will say you know I've I've already done everything and feeling that uh, 
Um, I've tried this medication. I've tried this kind of therapy. So that's why I say treating depression is a big 500 piece puzzle and we've got to stay with it and keep looking at all the missing pieces. I'll give you an example. I recently did a little um, multi-page pamphlet on the role of nutritional supplements in treating depression. Now, there's no magic pill, no magic supplement, and, and we need to look at, okay, do I have deficiencies? Are there potential deficiencies? I mentioned vitamin D. Does my vitamin D level need to be checked? One of the first things to, to always check. Um, we know that B vitamins can have a big role. Uh, individuals who, um, I'm looking here at B12, um, you've heard of B12 shots, perhaps, or a little sublingual B12. Um, sometimes replacing some of these B vitamins has a significant effect on depression. This is why I say we always um, are a detective looking at what are possibilities. Um, here's a few things that, that do get overlooked. A medical condition and a medication that could be creating some physiological depression. If you've been given a medical diagnosis, thyroidism, you may notice some depression and or anxiety uh, that kind of goes along with it. If I have uh, chronic stress and my adrenal glands have been pumping out cortisol for a long time and I have adrenal exhaustion, I probably am going to have depression. If I have had uh, some toxicities, um, could, could be in many different types of, of toxicity, but I have a toxic uh, body. I was exposed to um, certain chemicals. That could be a hidden cause of depression. I had a client once that the old-fashioned way of developing camera film was putting the film in a, the solution, and you would watch your negatives come alive. And this person did some photography where they were still doing it that way and uh, it, it's a fascinating process and we see some of these old uh, methods that are still alive and people tend to do uh, some unique uh, things in their photography but using those old chemicals this person was putting their hands without gloves into these chemicals and over time those are absorbed uh, including lead and those chemicals are a poison to the body and a person suddenly developed some pretty significant depression. So we look at all these unusual paths that could be leading to depression. Food allergies is overlooked. A person that has food sensitivities, a person who removes gluten from their diet, for example, and suddenly they, their energy comes back, their head becomes clear, and they feel, wow, something really good happened. I feel good. So that's, uh, uh, that's one of those that also needs to look at. There are uh, supplements that affect our thinking. B12, folic acid is a B vitamin. L-tyrosine, that's an amino acid. Uh, it increases energy. If I have amino acid deficiencies, my body is not getting those, I'm not producing. 90% of our serotonin, that important chemical for the brain, is manufactured in the gut and travels from our gut, our second brain or gut, and travels via the vagus nerve and uh, it is for our brain. If that's not happening, that's a chemical that the body's gut is not making, 
you probably will have some depression. So these are some of the things that we know we've got to look at, some fascinating herbs and so forth. Um, but I'm going to give you a way to uh, get this little little packet I put together, the role of nutrition and supplements in treating depression. You'll catch a way to get that at the end of this podcast. We want to resource you as much as we can. I want to mention another hidden reason that we see a lot is that of trauma. Uh, Trauma when a person was young, sexual trauma, physical trauma, but could even be really significant loss, loss of a parent when you were quite young. And the trauma or repeated traumas on the brain, uh, trauma alters brain chemistry, particularly in the earlier developmental stages, and that's got to be addressed. So some of the hidden uh, precursors to depression we know that uh, we see over and over uh, when there's areas of bitterness resentment unforgiveness uh, that's like a toxicity to the body that resentment over time and how that builds so these are just a few of the things i want us to kind of consider what are my missing pieces to my puzzle that could be contributing to depression do i have um, for example, food allergies that could be a major contributor, not the sole reason perhaps, but a major contributor. Have I had a history of addiction and do I have nutrient deficiencies? Have I uh, had a brain injury or brain trauma in my life, uh, a concussion, and I noticed things changed after that? These are just some and many of the different things I want you to be aware of and look at when you get into uh, looking at what is contributing to this depression. Am I focusing too on the, all the negative? Do I, do I not have guardrails that stop so much negative information to be coming in? You know, I can be a doom scroller and just keep scrolling on all the negative. So these are areas just to be aware of, you know, even things as simple as am I drinking my water? And is my water consumption up? Water, for example, is uh, a key for brain function, improves concentration, improves mood. And a lot of times if we're depressed, we're not drinking water. We may be drinking 12 cups of coffee a day to try to feel better. So what's going in my mouth? Another one to uh, obviously look at. And I wanted also to speak to medications. At the center, a place of hope, we do use medications. We believe there's times that that can be very appropriate and very helpful. And our doctors here uh, oversee that part of it. And we use nutrition. We use natural health care. That's why we have naturopathic physicians. That's why we have dietitians as well. We want to look at the whole person and deal with whatever issues that are there that haven't been fully dealt with before as we put together a whole person plan for the care and treatment of depression. Now, give it some time. Sometimes some of these things I even talk about in Healing Depression for Life. And by the way, there is a exceptional questionnaire in the back of this book. I have put that questionnaire as well on the website, aplaceofhope.com. And by completing that, questionnaire, which of course is free and it's private. Uh, we're not going to contact you unless you ask us to, but um, we're going to give you a number of 
uh, downloads and some information to really help you get going as you put together your personalized plan for depression. Now, this was a quick overview, a lot more to go into this, and that's why we do this as a team. That's why we do this at the center of Place of Hope with a whole person team and everybody gets their own team because that's how we find those missing pieces to the puzzle. That's also, uh, I believe, what we need to do when we look at uh, all these different pieces. We believe in the power of prayer and the power of prayer and just praying for wisdom and discernment to guide us to what has been missing for this person in the struggle for depression. Part of what keeps me going is I see people heal, I see people recover, and I firmly believe there is healing for life. We gotta stay with it and find those missing pieces. There is hope.